The restaurant industry has been fighting for survival over the last two years, and our greatest resource in this fight has been our people. The men and women who have poured, served, seated, greeted, and worked tirelessly to keep our industry going. Yelp for Restaurants believes now is the perfect time to recognize their efforts and give back to those that have given us so much with the creation of The Servies, a first-of-its-kind set of awards celebrating front-of-house workers. Winners receive a beautifully designed Servies trophy, a free pair of snib shoes, and a $3,000 tip. That's right. $3,000 in their pocket. Know someone deserving of a service award? Maybe they work at your restaurant. Visit theservies.com today and nominate them for a chance to win. Let's support the service industry together. Do so by nominating someone today. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 or older and a U.S. resident. Eight nominated contest winners will receive a prize of $3,000. Nominations must be submitted between August 3rd, 2022 and August 24th, 2022. See official rules available at theservies.com. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kobel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. We're taking a slight detour this season, and together with the Professor of Profitability, David Scott Peters, we're unpacking the tools and tactics used by the most profitable restaurant brands to help you make more money. Join us daily to get an actionable tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today we're talking about how to structure a restaurant management bonus program. I'm super curious on this. I think that most of us would like to hire people that we can't afford, right? That you know the GM that's going to do the job that you need them to do, the GM that's actually going to teach you things about how to run a restaurant or a bar, that that GM probably costs 30 to 40% more than we can actually afford to pay. And I think that bonus programs are a great way to offset that. So talk to me about the way to structure it to inspire great people to join the team and great people to stay. So I'm going to tell you, here's one of the things I want to make sure with the caveat of what you just built up, a lot of restaurant owners want to reach for that better manager and they overstructure their compensation with a bonus. Meaning I could pay you, you know, 60 grand, but you've got the ability to make 40 grand in bonus. No. If you can't afford that person, that is not going to put you in a position to make money or get them. Because if they did their job, you would have had the money for them in the first place. So we've got to make sure we're hiring for our budget and our style of restaurant, meaning where we are and what we need. With that said, a bonus program to me is rewarding you to do your job. Like, let's just be really clear. I'm paying you a fair salary to do these things. It's your job. A bonus program pays you more to do the job I hired you for. So put that in perspective. It needs to be a much smaller attaboy, a something that is, hey, this is nice. It's a little extra money if I do my job well versus a major portion of compensation. So step one is make sure that it is small enough that it is an attaboy and also that we're not going down the path that is something that is is expected. Like uh, you're giving me money because you like me. You're giving me money because it's so easy to hit. Instead, there are truly structured program with targets you want to shoot for and so on. We'll talk about that. So smaller number. The next thing is I don't like annual bonuses because if I screw the pooch, if you will, so theoretically in the six months in, I'm going to stop working for it. I'm never going to make the bonus. I don't like the monthly. That's when you have kitchen managers, chefs, bar managers fudging their inventory to show that their cost of goods sold is still good, not so high. 
and they can do it one month, two months, but third month, your shelves are barren and all of a sudden your food costs or liquor costs goes through the roof. What are you going to do? Take money away from them? So I like quarterly basis. Now, the next piece about quarterly is you must realize that your rules will change every quarter. But as long as you are letting your management team know what the rules are for that quarter, it's good. Meaning I can't keep the same labor cost target all the way throughout the year because when I'm busy and in season, it's going to be much lower and it's going to be much higher when I'm out of season because I've got to give them more money. It also means the bonus potential may be different. So the other part is the priorities may change. So if one month you're like really working on food cost, you may make that a part of your bonus program when another month it may not be on it or it may not be as weighted. So quarterly bonuses, we know what our triggers are. What are our triggers? The things that we're doing, the things that are important to you. So again, may change quarter to quarter. So you may want to look at cost of goods sold. You may look at it at food cost, bottle beer, draft beer, wine, liquor, merchandise separately with their own targets because you have a budget. Got to have a budget. But you're not going to go through and say, general number, this. You've got to have a plan and the systems in place to achieve those numbers. So now if I've got that, I may go to labor costs and I may go front of house, back house. I may go by position, their specific targets. Really up to you what you're trying to hone in on. So those are our prime cost kind of things. And then we go down into what's important to you. Health scores, comment cards, Yelp reviews, employee turnover, paper costs. Doesn't matter. What's important to you? No two bonus programs look the same. It could be a lot of things, could be little things. Now, we've got our categories. The next piece is, I'm going to say, who am I sharing this bonus with? Am I sharing it with my general manager? Yes. System manager? Yes. My chef, my kitchen manager, my shoe, Sue, whatever? Yes. Am I going down to the hourly supervisors? Yes. Question mark. Right? So who's involved in here? So now we've got all these people. Let's make it easy. Let's say we have a GM, an assistant manager, another assistant manager, a kitchen manager, and that's all I have. I've got four people. Well, next is I've got to decide what the bonus pool is and what each one has potential for. So for shits and grins, you can do it one of three ways. One is a percentage of your modified profit. I don't like this anymore because what it means is if you decide to drive a Maserati out of the company and you're losing money now, I, as a manager, have no control over that. I distrust you. The other two are really good, and that is this. You either pick a bonus pool number, I'm putting $5,000 on the table, or you make it a percentage of sales. It could be 0.002%. It could be 1%. It could be 8%. doesn't matter. You're basically backing into the amount of money you're willing to share if they do a good job, and if they bring sales up, they get a little more, and you're happy. So that tends to be where most people go. So let's say the bonus pool is $5,000, either one of those methods. What does the GM get? Does the GM get 50%, 25%? You break up 100% of the bonus potential amongst all your managers. That way we know if 50% is me as a GM and it's 5,000, my take could be $2,500, right? Now we go line by line by line and we assign a weighted average for each item based on importance. So if I'm the chef and food cost has really been going nuts, I could make 50% of that, whatever my bonus pool is, my portion, 50% of that is potentially just food cost. 
25% labor cost. And all the way down to line by line, even to a point where I could assign, say, $250 to an A health score. So off the top, we already take $250 and say, you either get it or you don't. Now, I've got it. So every month, I can, every quarter, I could change the weight of that. What's important? I could change every line item. But you get the picture. We assign now each line item is a portion of that pool. Next, I can either make it a flat dollar amount like we talked about, health score, either get it or don't, or I can make it a range. So let's say food cost, our target food cost for this month is 28%. Well, if you get 50% of that pool is this food cost this month, well, all right, I made my number, I get that amount of money. What if I'm a half a point off? What if I'm a point off? What if I'm a point and a half off? What if I'm two off? And now we can say you get 100% on, you're a half point off, you get 50%, you're a full point off, you are get 25%, anything more than that, you get zero for that line item. Now I'm in, not only incentivizing you, but I'm also letting you know that if you don't get there, there's a little leeway, and at some point in time, it goes away. And so now I have a scorecard, because I not only have what I want to measure you on, I have the measurements and what you get. So it's very clear to the manager what I'm working towards. Now there's one last line item I'm going to add to this, Josh. It's called owner discretion. Why? Well, maybe another COVID hits, maybe another something hits and we go, holy shit, you've done, you worked your ass off. And I'm so sorry that we didn't hit any of these numbers out of your control. I still want to give you some money. Owner discretion. Vice versa. You've been a raving asshole this whole process. You hit your numbers, but I quite honestly cannot stand you and you're about this far away from being fired. I'm not giving you a dime. I'm sending you a message that I don't care that you hit the numbers. You've got to be a team player. You don't fit culture. So there must be a line item that basically says, I'm the owner in an extreme situation. I can completely take this away or give it to you. And that's got to be a part of it because you have to be clear with your management team that this is extra. I'm giving you extra for doing the job I hired you for. All this is doing is incentivizing you to pay attention to those things that are important to me this quarter. Does that make sense? It does. This is a lot to visualize through a podcast. Is there a template that you have that kind of runs people through the bones of this? Yeah, for my members, and it is quite intense. I've got a whole thing that you basically build it all in there, including what the leeway is from half a point off, if it's greater than this number, less than this number, and so on. It is rather complex. I actually paid programmers to program this Google Sheet uh, to a point where for most of our members, it's easy enough once you've done it once or twice, but in the beginning, I've got one of my coaches actually help set it up for them with them so that we set them up for success. We're over their shoulder. But yes, it's pretty complex and it does need a spreadsheet. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.